You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. All right, we are on to pillar four of the free method framework. And if you've caught the last few episodes, we've been going over the four pillars of our signature free method framework. Pillar one is foundations. Pillar two is restructure. Pillar three is establishment. And then today, pillar four, which we're going to be talking about is embodiment. Embodiment can often be one of those words that makes us stop and think, what does that even mean? (laughs) Or maybe that's just me, but I feel like it's, it can be a big word that you hear a lot, but then you're like, I don't exactly know what that means for me. When using the term embodiment, we're talking about someone that represents a quality or an idea. So to physically embody something. So in the realm of what we do at Free Method Nutrition, this means someone who represents food freedom, body respect, self-trust, and all the other principles that we really help clients to fully, fully embody, for lack of a better phrase, but to be able to represent that, to feel confident showing up in those qualities. Now, to get to a place where we're doing that every day, where your actions, your behaviors represent those qualities or those concepts, take time. It's not like you just wake up one day and all of a sudden you're walking in this life of food freedom or respecting your body or trusting your body. And even, you know, reading a book, listening to a podcast episode like this, setting goals, it's also not that, you know, that just happens overnight. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes really showing up for yourself, setting goals. And so that's why we have three other pillars in the free method framework and why embodiment is the fourth of the four pillars, because really the first three pillars help to build upon and define what embodiment actually looks like and really gives us a look into where you're disconnected and how to connect back with your body. So really the fourth pillar is almost like tying the bow, adding the sprinkles on the cake kind of vibe (laughs) where it's really bringing everything all together. So in this pillar, we work to connect you on a deeper level to your body, to your senses, to your emotions, your feelings, to what serves you, what doesn't serve you, and then empowering you to use that knowledge as a litmus test for everything you do in life, what you eat, how you move your body, what you do in your free time. This is also why values are so important to us. We've talked about that before on the podcast of really letting your values be that mirror or that lens in which you see and set your goals of, okay, does this align with where I want to go? Does this align with what's important to me? Um, Embodiment is really what it looks like to live out your values, to live out what's important to you. 
And so then the opposite of embodying something or the opposite of embodiment would be disconnecting, disconnection from your body, disconnection from what's important to you. And really that disconnection is exactly what diet culture does to us. We go on different diets and that takes us further and further away from connecting with your body. If you're listening and you've ever been on a diet, you've probably experienced this where when you're on some certain diet, it's putting the diet in the driver's seat instead of yourself. And so you're following the specific calories it's telling you to consume. You're following the specific food plan or what to eat, what not to eat, whatever that diet looks like, that's full control versus what you truly want, what sounds good to you, what truly your body needs. And so all in all, diet culture is taking us away from connection with our body and connection connection with our own inner wisdom. And so in walking away from diets, we have to do that hard work to get back in touch with our body's inner wisdom and really entrusting our body. A lot of times we see it with clients where when you're walking away from diets, and especially if you've been dieting for as long as you can remember, let's say middle school was the first diet you went on, whether it was your choice or not, you maybe have never even learned what it looks like to trust your body, to feel at home in your body, to know that, okay, my body can tell me when I'm hungry, when I'm full, what sounds good, if I need to take a day off from exercise. And so really taking this idea of embodiment and putting it more into practical, tangible application, part of this embodiment pillar includes trainings around goal setting and ensuring that you're setting goals that are realistic and have plans of how you're actually going to achieve those goals. So if you know, okay, I really want to embody this idea of trust, trust with my body, trust with myself. I want to embody this idea of food freedom okay, how am I going to do that? And how am I going to do that right now in you know day one of walking away from diets? And then knowing, okay, three months from now, the goal may look very different because hopefully I'm further along in this journey. When we're setting goals that are centered around body image, improving your relationship with food and so much more so that you're able to truly embody a life of freedom. So like I've mentioned, in walking towards a deeper connection with your body, it can take time to implement those new habits and new routines, especially when these habits and routines go against everything that diet culture has told you before. So it's really out with the old, in with the new. And, and with goal setting, whether it's relating to these specific goals or any other goals in life, routine and repetition are so, so key to turn those goals into lasting habits. It's also important that we're setting goals that are realistic because that's where the magic happens. You may have heard of this idea of SMART goals, which is an acronym, um, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And when you're setting goals, it can be helpful to put it through those five steps of, okay, is this goal specific? Is this goal measurable? Is there a way I can see if I've succeeded? An example of a measurable goal would be, okay, I want to try and eat breakfast three days this week because maybe you've been on diets before where breakfast was out the window or you thought, I don't need breakfast. Achievable kind of aligns with even the past two specific and measurable, but it's knowing, okay, where I am today, 
being, you know, let's say one day out of a diet is going to be different than where I am six months from now. So I need to make sure I can achieve the goal today. So that going back to the measurable goal, maybe you've never eaten breakfast for as long as you can remember. It might be far fetched to then say, I'm going to eat breakfast seven days a week. And that's not to say that you, you know, aren't good at achieving goals. It's this, you want to make sure that they are achievable. Same thing goes with realistic of like, okay, is this, does this make sense? Can I actually achieve this? And then timely, does it make sense for where I am right now? And another thing we work through with our clients is our, what we like to call our GPS process. So really helping you see, here's my goal. What are potential challenges that could arise? And then what's my success plan to ensure that I achieve this goal? So starting with one, so goal, that's part one of the GPS process. What do you want to accomplish? So maybe you want to bring lunch to work three days a week. If you're going into the office currently, maybe you want to go on a walk twice a week. Maybe you want to make sure you're drinking X amount of water every day. First, figuring out what your goals are. And even prior to even stepping into this whole GPS process is, again, you're knowing your values. And that's why embodiment comes forth in our free method process, because by the time you get to this pillar, you'll have a clear understanding of what your values are. So if you don't, if you aren't familiar with your your values, taking time now or after you listen to this episode to think through what's important to me. Where do I want to be five years from now? What, if I were, let's say, 80 years old and looking back on my life, what do I want to be remembered by? And through that, through taking time to see what's truly important to you, what gets you excited in the morning, that can help you develop your values. So then making sure your goals align with those values. So then the second step is potential challenges. So with that, what you want to see is what could be things that could prevent me from accomplishing this goal. So let's use the example of bringing lunch to work three days a week. Some potential challenges could be forgetting your lunch at home, maybe not having time in the morning to make your lunch, maybe not having items to even make for lunch. Like maybe you're just not used to when you go to the grocery store, counting lunch as something that you're cooking for the week. So it's thinking through, okay, those are potential challenges. And then that's where the success plan is going to come in of how can I basically overcome those challenges before they arise? So other examples would be like the water. Okay. I want to try and drink four bottles of water a day. Potential challenges would be, I forget, (laughs) maybe I don't have a water bottle that I like to use. Maybe I don't love the taste of just drinking four bottles of water a day. So it's identifying what are these barriers. And also sometimes the potential challenges can be easy to figure out because these might be goals you've set before. Eating lunch every day, bringing lunch to work, drinking more water, going on a walk, reading more, going to bed earlier. These are probably goals you've set in the past. So it can also be helpful to look back and see, okay, last time I set this goal, what prevented me from reaching it? So then this is where the success plan comes in. So this is the action you're going to take to ensure that the goal is achieved. So with lunch, maybe it's, I'm going to pack my lunch the night before. So then it's done. I know it's ready. 
Maybe I'm going to put a post-it note on my steering wheel, on my bathroom mirror. Maybe I'm going to set an alarm in my phone to make sure I remember. So then you know that goal is basically as good as accomplished because I've already packed my lunch. I have the reminder set up. Easy. Water. Maybe you think through, okay, maybe I could drink like two regular bottles of water a day and then maybe I'll put some fruit in my water, infuse it overnight. Maybe I'll buy some sparkling water. Maybe I'll buy one of those big water bottles that gives you the reminder of like, drink this much by 9 a.m., by 12 p.m., by 2 p.m. So that can help you cross those off the list. Maybe walking, you think through, okay, maybe if I plan a walking date with a friend once a week, that's going to ensure one of my two days is accomplished because I have someone else holding me accountable. Or maybe you have your dog and you set a set time. Maybe I'm speaking from experience in your calendar that says, okay, I'm going to go walk my dog every day or two times a week or however many times a week at lunchtime. Also, I just got a little distracted because it's snowing outside currently. (laughs) Okay, we're back. So your success plan again is thinking through what can I do to make sure that this goal is basically impossible to not achieve because I've already accomplished any barriers that could arise. And from there, you go into the place of the consistency, the repetition, the routine. So then this goal becomes a lasting habit. So then making lunch every day, bringing lunch to work, drinking four bottles of water, going to bed at 10 p.m., whatever your goals may be, are so habitual. They're ingrained in your subconscious. They just happen. And and that's where the growth continues to come of, okay, now I've started to achieve these goals. What's next? What do I want to achieve next? Or how can I continue to further develop these goals? Where, again, we're going back to that idea of setting smart goals, making sure they're achievable and realistic. So maybe you're right now walking two days a week, but in the end of the day, or, you know, further down the road, you want to walk, let's say three to four times a week. So once you really, really get so ingrained in that walking two times a week, then you could add in another time and the goals continue to develop and you continue to grow. And then that's when you're truly embodying everything that we talked about in terms of food freedom and body respect and self-respect and trusting your body and all of those principles that you so deeply want to develop. So those are our four pillars. I hope you've listened to all four. If you haven't, go back and listen to the episode where we talk about foundations, the episode where we talk about restructure and establishment as those are the three pillars prior to the embodiment. And if you've listened to these, whether you listen to all four or several of them, and you are like, okay, I want to learn more. This is awesome. This is exactly what I need. We would love to have you in our group coaching program. This is where we really, really dig deep into these four pillars and help women go from that place of being so overwhelmed with diet, so confused with how to trust your body to this place of being so confident and truly embodying this idea of body trust. And so that you're reducing food thoughts, you're reducing these negative body image thoughts, and you're able to really step into what's truly important to you. So if this sounds like something that would interest you, I would love for you to check out our website, freemethodnutrition.com slash academy, where you'll find 
all of the details about our program. And you'll also find the link to apply. We have new groups enrolling every single month. So if you're listening to this in real time, our next group will start in February. If you're listening to this in not real time, our next group, our group start at the beginning of every month. So head to our website, apply. As always, shoot me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Food Freedom Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition for more inspiring content on food freedom, intuitive eating, body respect, and many other things. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it to reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe so you always catch our latest conversations. See you next episode.